So a couple things that stood out to myself and my team. So I'll back up just a hair. The team and I, we go through each of these episodes and we usually highlight some standout moments. And then we talk about some quotes that we really thought were good. And so again, we're going to go over all that in this episode. So some of the standout things that we talked about is standing out in a huge competitive market and learning to close sales. You have to be able to close sales in order to be able to grow your business or even stay in business. It's not even about growing your business. Running a home service business is hard. So how is it that some people make it look so easy? Well, we'll tell you. This is the Freedom Blueprint Podcast. It's always good to hear the wins that successful contractors have. But have you ever thought that the best advice would be to hear about the speed bumps they encountered, the mistakes they've made along the way? We are going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We want you to be successful and avoid the mistakes others have made. Let's get this party started. Welcome to the Freedom Blueprint Podcast. Now your host, Justin Dees. I'm your host, Justin Deese, and as always, I'm really excited to be here with you today and to do this show. So this is actually episode 10, which is, I don't know, it's a cool milestone. It's we're turning double digits. Obviously, there's other milestones that we hope to hit with this show and make just a, an enormous impact on our industry and really selfishly on myself and my business as well. So in this podcast, whenever I started, I always say that whatever things you've learned in this podcast, you've got to make sure you go out and implement. And, and I'm really, truly a believer that you have to learn in, in order to grow your business, you have to not only learn, but you then have to implement. And I think it's very easy to learn in our industry. I think implementation is difficult. And so the whole point of this is to try to give you some nuggets of knowledge and how to avoid potholes that others have hit and how to really duplicate their success and go out and implement that. So what I wanted to do with the show this week, I wanted to do a quick recap. So we've had nine episodes. This is number 10, but we've had nine episodes. We've interviewed some amazing guests and I wanted to give just a blurb of the conversations that, that we've had with each one. And obviously if I think of any nuggets that I took out or that I've practiced and implemented. I'll probably share that as well. And again, keep the feedback coming. I'm getting good messages from people about they've learned this thing and they've taken it and they've implemented it and it's been wildly successful in their business. And again, that's the point of this entire show. That's what it's here for. That's what it exists to do is to just help. So let's run down the nine shows that we've had so far. And we're going to start with episode one. Episode one was my good friend, Michael Kennedy, that jumped on the line with us. And really, we called that episode Competitive Advantage. And I've known Mr. Kennedy now for, gosh, I'm going to say over 30 years. It's definitely been over 25 years. He's been a very close friend of mine. And it's been great to have him in my life because through our business journey, we've never really done business together per se as a partnership, but we've always done it together as far as reaching out to each other and, hey, what's working, what's not. And it's been a really good relationship. So part of what we discussed during that episode was we talked about standing out in a huge competitive market and learning to close sales. Now, whether you're in a huge competitive market or you're not in a very competitive market, 
either way, you're still in a competitive market, right? So, so there's things you have to do from a competitive advantage in order to stand out from every other either company or Chuck in the truck. I apologize if anybody's listening and their name is Chuck and they're in their truck, but you know what I'm getting to. You do have to have a little bit of competitive advantage. For, what do you do that's different? Let's not make your business a commodity. And when it's a commodity, then all you're talking about is price. There's other things that we want to make sure that our customers get from their experience with working with us besides just the lowest price. Nobody wins that game. So a couple things that stood out to myself and my team. So I'll back up just a hair. The team and I, we go through each of these episodes and we usually highlight some standout moments. And then we talk about some quotes that we really thought were good. And so again, we're going to go over all that in this episode. So some of the standout things that we talked about is again, standing out in a huge competitive market and learning to close sales. You have to be able to close sales in order to be able to grow your business or even stay in business. It's not even about growing your business and standing out is there's a large, there's a lot of noise in the marketing space today, whether you're Google or you're some of these other marketing that I won't name some of these other marketing channels, but you have to do something to differentiate. And one of the things Michael talked about was his brand stands out. And, and for me and my business partner, Chris, we talk a lot about that as well, because that if you know anything about our business, Paradise Home Services, our vans look like Roland Tiki, I'm going to call it Tiki Huts. My wife always tells me to not call it Tiki Bars, uh, but we're going to call it a Tiki Hut. The technicians wear these really loud Hawaiian shirts that you can't miss. And that's really what we were talking about with Michael was about how do you stand out? And for him, his branding of Hey Dude Plumbing really stands out in the Atlanta market compared to all the other companies out there, which is great. And then once you've now earned the right to be in the home, how do you close the sale? So we talked a lot about that. The next thing we talked about was letting go. And I think so many business owners just struggle with this. And it is hard, right? When you're growing your business, and, and I will say, especially your first business, when you create your first business, a lot of times it almost feels like a child and you just, you're scared to let go and you don't want to let go and nobody can do it as good as you can. And here's the dirty secret behind it. Chances are they're not going to do it the same way you're going to do it. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's worse but they're not going to do it exactly the same way that you're going to do it. They're not going to go with the same intensity. It doesn't mean I may be really good at answering the phone, but a CSR that's been doing this for 10 years and that's actually had some training is probably going to be better than me at getting on the phone and with the customer. So that was one of the things about letting go. And another thing was about utilizing technology. Gosh, we live in an era where technology is everywhere. And it's everywhere to the point where it can drown you. I mean, you can't open up Facebook or Instagram or name the new platform that came out last week that I don't even know about. But there's all these people selling you this hype of, let me tell you about this technology that changes your life and changes your world and just all these things. And technology is important and you have to embrace it. But I think from the same mindset perspective, you have to remember there was very successful companies that were in our same market way before technology, way before 
cell phones. It used to be pagers and quarters. We've had people on the show that have, that were, their business was around during that time where it was a pager and a quarter and, or nickel or whatever it costs for a payphone, but I don't even know. But utilizing technology, but also not allowing it to run your whole world. You still have to know your business from a numbers perspective, but that's, I think that's a really good topic. Next thing is knowing your numbers. What are your numbers? Again, technology makes it to where you can go get the numbers. But at the same time, if you walk in every day and you can just, and I'm using air quotes, you can just go get the numbers. That's a totally different intensity than when you walk in the door and you say, we lost yesterday and here's how we lost. And I need to have my mindset wrapped around how do we win today? What are we going to do different today than we did yesterday in order to win? So a couple of little standouts from the from when we had Michael Kennedy from Hey Dude Plumbing on the line with us. Another thing was the favorite quote. So my favorite quote from Michael that we had was, I believe in timing. I believe in everything happens for a reason. Uh, that's pretty impactful, right? And when it happens, it is a perfect time. I just think that's cool because timing is everything and you can do things before the time, or you can be late to the party, but his quote of being on time and being ready and really timing is important, not only for the timing, but being prepared for the timing. So that was awesome. So if you haven't checked out that episode, definitely go and check it out. And if you have checked it out, I'd love to hear from you on what are some of your takeaways that you had? And is there some things that you went and implemented in your business to help? If you're like me, Reading the financials falls at the bottom of the priority list, unless there is no money in the bank. Then I dig in and get even more frustrated because let's be honest, I don't even really know what I'm looking for. If this sounds like you, then I'd say it's time for you to get a virtual CFO. And I have just the recommendation for you. Kristen Deese is the virtual CFO of the home service industry. She is an expert in all the numbers and will remove the overwhelm so you can use your numbers as a tool for growth. She'll even train your in-house accounting team because after all, how could you possibly train someone to do something that you don't really know how to do yourself? You can find out all about how she can help you take the F word out of your financials by going to thefwordofbusiness.com. The next thing we had was we had Rory Kruger, another friend. I think everybody that, that is going to be on the show They're either a friend before or they will be a friend after. Obviously, the first handful of episodes, most of them are going to be friends before and then friends. Rory's up in in the, I'm going to call it Midwest. He's in Missouri. And he owns Kruger Services. They do heating and cooling and geothermal. He's a big geothermal. And actually, I want to have him back on the show to talk about geothermal because that is a really cool business that I think is... I don't know if it's really taking off or it's slowing down, but I, I've got a feeling it's taking off and I'd like his input. So Rory, if you're hearing this, let me know. Let's jump back on and talk about uh, geothermal. The title of that show was Concierge Service, which is pretty neat. Concierge Service. I know you hear it referred to sometimes as white glove service, but Concierge Service. So a couple of things are, Rory talked about advice on answering the phone. And if you don't know, you should know, but when the customer calls your, whatever you call it, whether you call it a shop, whether you call it an office, the person that answers that phone is the very first interaction and opinion they have of your business. 
And there's a big difference between, hi, thank you for calling so-and-so, how may I help you? Or whatever your script is versus, hey, can I help you? Hello. Matter of fact, I was just calling uh, a business the other day and I called the number. Again, this is a business and they answered the phone. Hello. And I was a little baffled and I said, oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to get in touch with so-and-so. And they said, no, I'm uh, no, this is me. This is the right number. Turns out it had transferred to his cell phone. He didn't know that it was ringing. All that's great. And he didn't lose a cell because I'm not going to, I'm not going to not do business with the guy because of that. But be mindful of that kind of thing to where if your phones are rolling over and it rolls to your cell phone, make sure you know that it's a business call so that you answer it in a different way. When you're when your cousin's calling, you might answer it a little different than if a, a customer is calling you. One of the other things is building friendly competitors. I think Rory does a pretty good job. He's got a policy where he doesn't mind sharing with competition. And the truth is good competition is good for everybody. Everybody wins. If everyone in your market has high standards of hiring, high standards of quality, prices their things where they're not going to go out of business. It just, it makes for a better environment. And honestly, it makes even for a good labor pool, it makes because just like every customer is not the right customer for you, every employee may not be the right employee. So you may have certain non-negotiables in your company that it's just, it's a non-negotiable, but other companies may have different ones. So it doesn't mean that just somebody, just because somebody's not a good fit for your team, doesn't mean they might be a good fit for another team down the road. Which ties into the next note that I put in here, which was about slow to hire and quick to fire. I'm guessing that most of us have heard that before. I would be curious to know how many of us actually implement. I know that myself, my team throughout the years, I know we've been guilty and I'm sure we're the only ones, but I, I know we've been guilty at times to probably hang on to a team member longer than we need to. And we go through this self-justification problem. So an example would be you have a technician whose close rate is not where it needs to be, not even close to what the standard of the company is. And you've gone through training and more training and it's just not improving. I think at times business owners tend to lean on, at least I can run that call. And, and the truth is you're doing yourself and that person a disservice. If they're not a good fit, let them go. And allow them to go find a place that is a better fit. Just because somebody's not a good fit for your team does not mean that they can't find a home that that kind of matches their core values. Uh, but I, I think that's a good one. I know that after that conversation, Rory, I went back to our leadership team and we took note on this. Hey, we all talk about slow to hire and quick to fire. Is this something we actually implement? And what does that look like? And the answer was, we're getting better. So it's progress, but but we probably tend to where we used to hang on 80% longer than we should. Maybe we're now at 20%. And again, running a business is tough. There's a lot of moving parts and there's customers and there's inventory and there's all these things. So just always uh, be gentle on yourself and remember progress is progress. So if you started out at 80% and you're at 20, that's definitely going in the right direction. One of the other things that Rory talked about was recharge and refresh. I think again, as business owners and leaders, this is a missed, this is something that we miss as an opportunity as well. We tend not to take the time that we need, not only for ourselves, but for our family. I know that me personally, for the first probably, 
I'm going to say six to seven years, I didn't do a good job of giving my family undivided attention. I would be there, I would be present, but it would be just present. My mind would be somewhere else. And that's what Rory talked about is just unplug, refresh. Because here's the deal, you answer that phone at seven o'clock at night. Okay, so let's say, God forbid, something's on fire. You're not a fireman, so you, you can't put it out. Just have things in place and have team in place and then have boundaries and have respect for one another to where when you are off and you are on vacation, you don't bother one another. I can, I don't get these calls anymore, but I can remember back in the day, I would get a, I would get a phone call from somebody and it would start like this. And I'm curious if anybody goes, Ooh, that's me. And I'd get a phone call to answer. I go, yeah, hello. And I'd hear, Hey, Justin, I know you're on vacation, but okay. Clearly there's a boundary issue there. And I have failed to let that boundary be known, especially when it's, and it's one thing, if it's something that needs your absolute emergency attention right now, I in my head, I can't even think of one time I got one of those, I know you're on vacation, but I know you're off, but, and it was something that only me, only I could handle in either the entire company or not. Some really good stuff from that. So quote from Rory, it is based on what I provide and what we provide as a company and those features and benefits. It is not usually about price. That's a good one, Rory. You should put that on your wall because it is big. And, and it's always about price until you make it about something else. And that's exactly what he's saying here is make it about the service, make it about the benefits and the features and really how it improves that person's life, not so much about price. It's like buying cars. So I think sometimes we get in, we get jammed up with the uh, customers always want the cheapest price. And, and if that were the case, then the only car on the road would be a Yugo. All right. If price was everybody's main concern, there would only be one 13-inch black and white TV on the market. It's not it. People want variety. Different things are different, are more valuable to other people, different features, different benefits. And I think a lot of times technicians tend to get jammed up on, they're not their customer. So they should provide options, whether they would buy them or not, based on features and benefits. So anyways, Rory, that was awesome. That was fantastic. And again, if you haven't listened to that episode, it is episode two Concierge Service by Rory Kruger, another great show. Let's move on to episode three. So episode three is my friend Albert Rodriguez. And the title of this is From Marine to Business Owner. Now, if you've listened to the show, you know this, but I'll recap it anyways. Obviously, based on the title that Albert was a United States Marine, not was, I'm sorry, once a Marine, always a Marine, but he was active duty Marine. And then he left and started the journey of becoming a business owner. And fun personal story is my son is in, at, at the time of this recording, is in boot camp. And when he decided to join the delayed entry program for the Marines, Albert was one of the first phone calls I made to just wrap my head around what does that look like? I don't know. I needed coaching, right? So I needed coaching on from a parent. How do I be the best parent? And how do I help support? And all those things. Because really, let's be honest, as a parent, I just want him to stay right here and be here all the time. Anyways, uh, but it turns out that Zach entered the delayed entry program and Albert had done the same. Anyways, again, huge shout out to Albert. Thank you so much as a parent for helping me through that. And really Kristen too. Kristen talks to him on a regular basis about, you know, all things Marine and what that looks like. Back to the interview. 
what we were talking about is building reputation, values, and community. And Albert was telling a story about an ice storm that happened right when he started his business. And he was running around doing free service calls. And what's interesting is I, I know that some people resonate with that and they go, sure, yeah, you go in there and you get to sell them this and offer them that. And that's not what Albert was doing. Albert was doing it from a place of love and community, right? And a place of values. And, it, and what happened was he started to build this reputation of not the free company. And I think when he first said that to me, that was the first thing I thought of was, gosh, now if you've gone out and done this for free, does the customer expect free every time? And the answer is no. The answer is no. He built this reputation with customers that is invaluable. And to them, it wasn't about the free or no cost. It was about the, I needed something and my neighbor came and helped me. And what that's done for Albert and his team and his business is allowed them to grow at such, a, such an amazing rate because these people have buy-in, right? They have buy-in and they want Albert to absolutely 100% succeed because they know he's a good person. Right. Who doesn't want a good person to succeed? Don't answer that. Although I'm the only one in the recording. So I think innately you always want people to succeed that are good people. You always want to see good people succeed. And that's, that's fantastic. One of the other things was building success through unity and strategic focus. I think that there is, especially when you're newer in your business journey, I think a lot of people hear about tactical versus strategic. And I, I know for me, when I first started hearing those terms, I, I didn't know really what that meant. I just went, oh, okay, yeah, tactical, strategical. Yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, so much strategic everywhere. And really, strategic focus is, is the vision. It's the tomorrow, where tactical is more of the today type of things. If you're working on something that is going to improve your company tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, then that really falls more under the strategic category and where the tactical is going to be more of the answering the phone, doing the quick ride along, just the day-to-day -day operation side of it. I think Albert learned early on to carve out time for strategic focus because realistically, we all start our business with this vision or this dream of, it can be freedom, it can be money. Normally, when people start a business, it ties somewhere amongst those couple of things. There might be a different reason, but usually it's freedom whether it be time freedom, financial freedom. And rarely do we start a business and holy crap, look, we're totally free. We can go do whatever we want. I'm going to go spend all day at the beach with no accountability. <laughs> and that's really not how that works. So again, great episode. My favorite quote. So favorite quote from that episode is, I always push down and I'm very hard on my office staff when it comes to asking more of the technicians if they need to. And if I come down hard on my technicians for pushing more at the office staff. So I think that's pretty interesting because you think about it and from the office standpoint, sometimes they do have to push technicians. You look at your business and you think about what that one more job means, like one more job, what does that mean? And when you think of them in those terms, one more job, the difference it makes, but you also have to be a team. Like you don't want to be, you don't want to drive people in the ground to the point where they don't want to be there anymore. But there is a little bit of that balance between the two. And I always think about our business too, from a restaurant standpoint, you always have the front of the house and the back of the house when it comes to the restaurant business. And I know I'm guessing quite a bit of us have been in that space at some, at some point in our lives. 
but you have the servers, which are the front of the house and they make all the money and they're the glamorous ones. And then you have the back of the house, which is the cooks and all that kind of good stuff. And really what's interesting is that that same sometimes mindset lands in the home service space where the front of the house is the technicians and the back of the house ends up being the office staff. So it definitely takes a it definitely takes a balance between the two and respect. If you don't have them sit in or ride along with one another, I'm telling you that'll make a big impact on your business. It's one thing to sit in an air-conditioned office and ask somebody to go run one more call when it's 110 outside and get in an attic. Uh, it gives you a different perspective when you've, you've been in that truck and you've had that call at 4.30, 5.30, 6.30 at night. Again, of course, I'm biased, but I'm going to say it's a great episode. You should make sure and go check it out because it is good. And there's a lot of other nuggets that, that came out of that. Then let's move on to episode four is living in paradise. And this interview was with my business partner, Chris Gist. And we own a company together called Paradise Home Services, where we do plumbing and HVAC. We talked about Rory being an open book and anybody can come visit him at any point. He's always down for it. We're the same. So if you ever find yourself in the panhandle of Florida, which by the way is paradise and it is the most beautiful place I'm going to say on the planet, I'm sure somebody will disagree with me. Maybe somebody's more of a mountain person. Uh, I am not. Maybe somebody's a snow person. Definitely don't check that box either, but um, you're always welcome to come check out our shop. We like having guests. We have guests. We have a lot of guests that come down, but and you're like, oh, look at this business trip I'm taking to the beach and you come hang out with us. Guess and I, we've got a pretty good partnership. We're really yin and yang together, which is which is nice. And we do a pretty good job of recognizing strengths and weaknesses in each other. So some of the things that I wrote down on our conversation together was navigating growth and scaling. So one of the things when we launched the business, we knew we were going to grow fast. That was, that wasn't even a, it wasn't even a guess. It was a, this is what our plan. We had a very set mindset on how we were going to do it. And then one of the big, one of the big challenges and surprises was that COVID hit and where most people talked about not being able to get employees, that wasn't our challenge. Our challenge was more about getting vehicles, getting tab chip shortage, just completely sidetracked us a little bit. We got back on track and we're in a really good place now and growing like crazy. But but never would we have ever guessed that that would have been one of our big challenges was vehicles and tablets. That and cash, like what it cost cash in hand to grow and scale. Uh, I, we, I underestimated it. Gist is more the numbers guy than I am. I'm more the optimistic of the group. So I'm like, let's do this, let's drive. And so for me, one of my big things was about the, the cash side of it. That was one of that. That's one of our big challenges and surprises that we had throughout the journey. And then one of the notes I wrote was don't fear success. Don't fear success. So take action and achieve your goals. So what we were talking about, and again, if you haven't listened to the episode, make sure you go listen to it. But we were talking about when we first launched Paradise Home Services, we were on the plumbing side, but we wanted to add HVAC and we put a date to it. If you don't know what SMART goals are, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time bound. So SMART goal. And one of our goals was by a certain date, we were going to be in the HVAC side of the business. And truthfully, there for a minute, we didn't think we were going to make it. And lo and behold, we did. And I think a lot of that is because it was written down. It was in our face every day. And for us, failure wasn't even an option. 
We would do whatever to succeed. Just take action. I think that was the biggest takeaway is just take action. And then the quote from Gist is a good one. It says, one, and we're talking about core value. One core value that we push often is flexibility because of our growth plan. You just have to be, like, you have to be adaptable. And our culture has allowed our team members to be flexible and has allowed them to appreciate where they work because of the culture. Now, I'm going to say this, growing at the pace that we grew, and anybody who's scaled a business in a very short period of time will probably attest to this, but when you're growing and scaling at a rapid speed and a rapid pace, everybody's not built for that. All technicians don't want to be on that team because the challenges that you have at 1 million and then 3 million and 5 million and 10 million and beyond, they're all a little bit different. And what happens is you end up tweaking things along the way, uh, partly because as you grow and scale, you learn, oh, we missed that. We need to go back and, and adapt. So everybody's not made for for that scalability. And I think we talk about that a lot in our hiring process, that flexibility is one of our biggest core values that they have to have because every day is different. Like you may start your day with four calls on this side of town and you may end up with six on the other side of town. Flexibility all the way around as a company for us is really important. So the original plan was really to get through all of the first nine episodes and do a recap uh, during one episode. And um, we've now reached episode four and it, we've gone a little longer, which is fine. So because I wanted to not only talk about the episodes, but I also wanted to talk about some insight to each of them and, and kind of my opinion. So we're going to go ahead and make this a two part series. So hang tight. The next episode is going to be the second half. So episode five through nine. And again, we appreciate everybody hanging out with us here on the Freedom Blueprint podcast. I'm your host, Justin Deese. Till next week. You've been listening to the Freedom Blueprint Podcast. Information is useless if not applied. So take what you've learned and go and implement it. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on social media at Freedom Blueprint for Home Services and hit the website at www.freedomblueprintpodcast.com. See you next time.